Welcome to the Built Not Born podcast presented by Edge Leadership Academy. I'm your host and founder of Edge Leadership Academy, David Kitchen, and together we're going to spend some time with some of the top leaders in their fields to figure out what built them into the leaders they are today and what we can take away from their journey. Thanks for joining me on the show. If you like what you hear, please like, share, leave a review so we can continue to reach as many aspiring leaders as possible. Also, be sure to join us on our website, www.edgeleadershipacademy.com, for access to all of our free content and resources for leaders and those wanting to be leaders. And be sure to give us a follow on social media so we can keep the conversation going. I'm fired up to be part of this project, and I'm looking forward to diving into this conversation. Leaders are built, not born. Welcome to another episode of the Built Not Born podcast. I'm your host, David Kitchen, and today I am joined by a special guest here with us. We have BJ Merriam, who is the director of compliance at Rutgers University, is also the founder of Winning the Mental Game, and is the creator of the Athlete's Edge Journal. So BJ is going to tell us a little bit about his journey and get us rolling here. And, and I think there's going to be a lot of nuggets in this for people to take home, a lot of action items. So I'm, I'm super excited. So BJ, I'll turn it over to you, man. Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and, and how we got to where we're at. Kitch, first off, before uh, I introduce myself, I just want to say uh, thanks for having me on. Love what the Edge Leadership Academy is doing in the space. Um, you guys have put out some great content. I know you're helping a lot of athletic departments out there, so keep on doing some great stuff. And it's also really cool the two SU alums are getting together um, to put this together. So shout out to Susquehanna University, where Kitch and I both went. A um, little bit about me. I'm an innovator, um, also a former college soccer coach turned athletic administrator. Um, like many in our generation, uh, got into sales right away after graduation. Wasn't really what I wanted to do, but I need to pay back some student loans and, you know, started the grind, but quickly realized that that was not fulfilling and we only have one life to live. So ultimately got the call to go back to be an assistant soccer coach in my alma mater, came with the opportunity to get a master's at Bucknell, which was amazing. Coached there for three years, had a blast, won two conference championships, went to an NCAA tournament. Um, life was good, but ultimately I wanted to do a little bit more and impact more individuals than just, you know, 30 men on a men's soccer team. So the opportunity to get into administration, specifically compliance, came open at Bucknell. I jumped on and I interned, I grind it like many people in the athletics industry, right? We have to work for free for a number of years and just pay our dues until we get there. Um, so super grateful for Maisha Kelly giving me that opportunity. And then uh, a call came and was able to get my first full-time job in compliance at the conference office. Um, it was baptism by fire. I learned a lot there, um, was helping student athletes in a different way. Um, but ultimately knew that I wanted to be back on campus, right? I got in this industry to be an educator, to be around the student athlete population. Um, and that opportunity came at the University of Pennsylvania, uh, went there for two years, was assistant director of compliance. Uh, it was really cool to learn about the Ivy League and their rules and, you know, how they put the student athlete first, which, you know, is a model for all other conferences as well. Um, and then got a call from my mentor and I really wasn't looking to leave. Um, I thought, you know, I had a good gig at Penn, really liked where I was. However, um, the opportunity to go to Rutgers and, you know, work in the Big Ten and the Power Five came open and uh, I jumped on it because, you know, at my level of my career, I realized that it's about who you work for, not about what you do. And my mentor is going to take good care of me and, you know, look back. Uh, I've been at Rutgers for about a year and a half now. Love what I do on a daily basis. Um, outside of compliance, I founded the Athlete's Edge Journal um, and win the mental game. And that's been an awesome ride. And I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about it. Yeah, absolutely, man. And it's always interesting to hear people's journeys. Like when we start out, 
Um, it's it's kind of cliche, but it's like trusting the process. Like you never know where you're going to end up and, and understanding that one door is going to open another and it's going to kind of lead you down this crazy path. Um, and especially for you, you have a similar journey to mine where you went into sales and then you ended up doing something that, you know, you found your passion through. And I, and I think that speaks a lot uh, for people that are willing to take that risk and step out there and do something that ultimately fulfills them as opposed to just taking the paycheck and running. Um, because I, I don't know how you did, but I know sales for me was, was a, a lot more um, financially secure than, than coaching, but it just wasn't giving me the, you know, the fulfillment that I wanted. And so whenever I connect with people and they bring up a story like that, I always get super excited about what's going to come out of their mouth because I can tell that that's somebody that lives with passion and somebody that lives with um, a bigger vision and a bigger mission. So I applaud you for that, man. Super exciting journey for you. Let's jump right into the journal because I, I think, you know, this is something and it's a tool for, for a lot of people. And I'm sure you'll be able to explain it a lot better, but I want, I want to know, first off, Give me a little brief description, you know, kind of sales pitch of what it is so that people can understand it. And then tell me why you created it and where it came from. And let's get into kind of that origin story. Yeah. So um, simply put, it's a mental performance um, product for any athletic minded individual. You know, we typically created it for athletes. Um, personally, I got into journaling and love journaling. And, you know, I thought ultimately there was a huge trend in the industry to hire mental performance coaches at the professional level or even the collegiate level, um, but not everybody in every athletic department had the funds to hire someone on. So this was our opportunity to bring mental skills to everyone. And uh, specifically during the pandemic, uh, you know, we actually launched in November. We had the product for two years and, you know, went through different trials and tribulations and, and nothing seemed to work. And then, you know, ultimately it came to me and I was like, you know what, people need this right now. Athletes are missing their seasons they're not being around their coaches they're not being around their teammates not being around mentors they need something to grow their mental space and uh, ended up launching it uh, through kickstarter in november super successful uh, fully funded and then went live on our website and we're just taking it day by day and it's been an awesome ride so far absolutely and i think you know you hit on something right there that's that's key for people to understand like no matter what, if you if you launch something with the right intention and with the intention of adding value, it's going to add value to you. It's like that old quote, like what you work on also works on you. And so I, I want to hear a little bit more about that and let, let's dive into it. So like, what are some of the main goals? If somebody just picked this journal up and they never had journaled before, you know, what are the things that you'd say at the end of the, when you finish with this, these are the benefits and the things that you'll you'll feel like this is the influence that you'll feel on your life. Yeah, so we say it's going to, you know, improve your game on and off the field. So ultimately, um, there's a pregame and a postgame, and it honestly takes five to seven minutes a day. We know everyone's busy. Athletes are busy, busy getting better in the weight room, getting better on the field. This is their opportunity to get 1% better in the mental space. And we do it through mental skills, whether it's, you know, affirmations on a daily basis saying, I am worthy of success, or a visualization where, you know, you visualize yourself hitting the game-winning bucket um, at the end of the game in, in the second half, or you're reflecting on maybe what didn't go right. So all of those skills and goal setting skills are built into the journal on a daily basis. Um, and it's creating habits 
and it's creating self-discipline to make your be make you better in your craft. It's a four-month journal because most seasons are four months. Um, and ultimately at the end of it, we we hope they raise their game. But the thing that we're excited about is, you know, two years or three years down the line, once you keep this journal for a while, you're going to be able to reflect back in the pages and say, hey, I had an obstacle that was, you know, very similar um, to what went on currently and reflect on that you know in in the future and in the present that you can use your past circumstances and how you got over those hurdles to move forward definitely and i think two of those concepts right there are things that stand out to me as somebody that's in the leadership space like one self-awareness um and being able to look back and reflect on on your own habits and your own response patterns and and things like that and be able to learn from them and then the second piece is taking that information that you learn and using what you know they call it in psychology learning agility but being able to to approach it as you're going to apply the concepts and the lessons learned from other experiences into your new challenges opportunities whatever's coming in front of you and they've actually found that that's the number one predictor of leadership potential it's been the most the most valid measurement that they've been able to find is your ability to have that learning agility combined with that self-awareness. And so I think, you know, creating a product that really builds off of those two concepts is exactly what's needed. Um, and I think, you know, ultimately it's selfishly for me, because I'm somebody that loves to self-reflect and, and be in that introspective space. I think getting people into that habit early and often um, is something that will benefit people long after their sports career is over. Um, and as we can now reflect back as, as washed up athletes sitting on the, the backside of our careers, um, looking back and wishing that we had a little bit more introspection and a little bit more, um, you know, self-awareness and, and building some of those habits earlier. Like I, I look at my life now and I think, man, if I would have built the habits that I have now at 18, 19, what would my career, what would my life, what would all these things look like? Um, and so I think the earlier you can introduce that to people is, is the better, you know, so I, I want to hear a little bit too about these core values that you guys put forth in the journal and, and BJ was kind enough to send us one to look at here at Edge Leadership Academy and, and I dove into it immediately and that was the big thing that stuck out to me is right from the jump there's core values that are set forth. Um, and so you talk about grit, mental toughness, positivity, gratitude, dedication, you know, talk to me a little bit about where those core values came from and how you've seen them applied, you know, how through the journal and, and some of the success stories or, or different things, whatever you'd like to share. Yeah, kids, before I get into those, I want to touch on intentionality, because what you just said um, and, and your experiences really just made me think about intentionality. And that's one of the huge things that this journal will bring to an individual that uses it. It's going to make them be more intentional, more self-aware of what's going on in their life. And this is a great trait for any athlete, right? Anybody that's looking to build a habit, you have to be intentional about that habit or never happen. So if we can build it, you know, while they're in college or they're in high school and they're becoming the best version of themselves as an athlete, and that's only going to help these athletes go on to be successful and the next generation of leaders down the road. Um, so I just wanted to touch on that real quick because I get fired up when, you know, uh, athletes get more intentional about what they want to do and just even like buying this journal or partaking in this journal is an act of becoming more intentional and wanting to create more good resources around yourself. Yeah. Do, um, but as far, yeah. I, I was just going to say it's, it's the old quote, man. And I, I love my quotes. I'm a quote guy. It's the old quote. You don't have to see the whole staircase, right? You just have to take the first step and being intentional is exactly 
that's it. It's one step at a time. And it's one little thing. I just spoke with uh, coach Sean Manuel in our previous podcast episode dropped um, earlier. And he talks so much about being intentional about the things in his life and finding principles to stick to core values, principles, whatever you want to call them um, that protected him as he grew. And ultimately they grew with him, which I think is exactly it. But if you're not intentional about those things, um, they're just, you know, kind of things that get thrown to the side and their words on a wall or their, their, you know, ideas that float around. But I, I love talking to people that exactly like you said, when I ask you, like, what are you about? You can immediately tell me like, Hey, these are the things that govern what I do. And I'm intentional about putting these things in place and putting myself in situations that allow me to be intentional and allow me to exercise my core values and do these things um, through, a, you know, actual um, conscious effort and the ability to, to, you know, influence the environment around me by being intentional. And ultimately it benefits me. It benefits the people around me. Um, it's just a win-win situation, man. So I, I applaud you for that again. And, and highlighting that as one of the benefits that journaling in general has, um, but in particular, a guided journal um, such as the one that you created, I, I think brings an added you know, kind of uh, bumper system to it, to where you're, you're really kept on the same track. Cause sometimes journaling can go, go haywire a little bit when you get too wrapped up in your own, in your own thoughts. Um, so to have a little guidance through that, I think is, is a great way to start building that intentionality and learn to set your intentions. Cause that's, that's a huge, huge part of success and growth um, is learning to set your attention. So that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah, and then as far as the core values, uh, grit, mental toughness, positivity, gratitude, dedication, uh, you know, that comes back actually from my time at, at Susquehanna and is actually the, the reason why um, the Athlete's Edge Journal was created. It was the birth of it, right? Um, unfortunately, during my sophomore year, I tore my PCL, LCL, and MCL, um, led to a major surgery, but also 10 to 12 months without the game I love and the, the game I grew up playing, right? Um, and a lot of us as student athletes have to make that transition um, after college, right? Because our careers are cut short, they're ended at that point, and we have to become a professional at that point, where I got the opportunity to do that a little bit sooner. And I used to say, you know, it was terrible. Um, I lost my identity, but now I rephrase it as a blessing. And it's probably the greatest blessing that ever happened to me, uh, because it helped me find mental skills, it taught me how to cope. And it really led me to journaling and visualization, and it made me such a better person. And ultimately, during that time where I, I truly got to find myself, not BJ Marion, the athlete, but BJ Marion, the person. Um, and, and later in life, I picked up journaling more and more. Um, I made a habit of, you know, going on free leadership speeches, hearing more about it from John Maxwell or John Gordon. Um, and then when I was at Penn, I got hooked into the Penn uh, Positive Psychology Center. We had several in-services with the athletic department and, you know, it just all resonated. And I was like, you know what, this needs to be put into a journal. There's journals out there that can help athletes, but there's nothing specifically tailored to an athlete. And what I'm really excited about is when teams and athletic departments use it, um, because I believe it's just going to create such a better culture for the team. It's going to create different um, peer accountability, coach accountability, and it's going to break down barriers and open up doors for coaches to get to know their players at the next level. Definitely. And the, the injury story, man, again, resonates with me. And, and I was in a similar boat um, where my career was cut short from some knee injuries. And it, it really does. It forces you 
and, and I joke about it now, I, I say I had to stop living life as Kitsch and start living life as David. And it was completely new to me and completely foreign. But that process forced me to kind of look myself in the mirror, deal with some stuff that I hadn't been dealing with before. Um, and ultimately, ultimately for me individually, you know, I was using football as kind of a coping mechanism for some of my own past, you know, situations with, with family and with growing up and some of the things that I experienced. Football was like my outlet. And so once that was taken away, it was like, who am I? You know, what all these things that I used to be able to all the energy and, and aggression that I used to be able to get out on the field was now like just sitting there. And I, I couldn't I didn't have that off switch or something else to focus my attention on. So it does bring highlight to those mental skills and learning those things um, and how valuable they can be in your own growth. So I, I think exactly what you were talking about there. Being able to implement a journaling system like this that allows you to build those mental skills in an organized and structured manner, because it's, it's like anything. And, and being a strength coach, I always relate things back to the weight room. You're not going to walk in a weight room if you haven't touched the barbell and put 405 on the bar and just see what happens. And sometimes when people want to learn these mental skills, that's what they tend to do. They jump right into, okay, what's the, you know, what's somebody that I want to be like, what are they doing? Well, listen, that person has done a lot of work to be able to do some of those high level, you know, self-guided meditations, or they're, they're a little bit more, um, you know, abstract in their approach to using these mental skills. Well, that's because they spent so much time on the basics and they're now capable of doing that. Um, so I think giving athletes and giving 18 to 22 year olds the opportunity to start learning these base skills so that they can develop their own kind of wellness program after you know, after sport and their own mental health program after competition is over. I think that's something that's highly valuable as well. And introducing um, it to an athletic department, like you said, and within a whole program. So if you have a whole team that's now reflecting and using affirmations and doing all these different things, you're now creating new touch points for the coach as well. And I think that develops um, more of a holistic approach to developing the student athlete. Like if the coach now knows more about his team, he's able to have more in-depth conversations, ask more probing questions. And it really ultimately leads to this culture of one vulnerability where people are willing to be themselves and take risks. And, and that's a cornerstone of any successful culture, but it also leads to a culture of, of, you know, accountability, like you said, and being able to hold each other accountable to goals without feeling like you're going to be shamed or judged or any of these different things. So uh, I think it just answers so many questions um, and sets people up for success. So I, I definitely agree with everything you said there. Let me ask you this, BJ, as you think about this journal, and, and this is a hypothetical, how much do you think it would have helped you grow qu more quickly in your own journey? Like had you had these skills at 18 to 22, what do you think the trajectory would have been? That's an amazing question. Um, I, I got to think that, you know, I would be a better person, right? You know, because when I was growing up, um, it was all about, you know, getting better at your craft, whether it was in the weight room or it was on the soccer field, right? It was all that sports specific skills, instruction, um, that type of training. But you can only get so much better in those realms without, you know, peaking at a point. So if you can also develop your brain, develop your mental skills, it's going to transfer into your sports specific skills and make you better. So it's something I wish that I had always, um, but not even just from a, a sport and, you know, athletic standpoint, just from a mental health and mental well-being standpoint. You know, I think the stigma is getting out there 
about mental health and we're talking about it more, which I think is a great thing. Um, that quote unquote hidden opponent, right? Um, you know, I certainly dealt with some anxiety and depression when I was going through my injury. And I think a lot of people do, uh, you know, talking to a trainer, they're always say that's a red flag when a, a student athlete is injured, right? They're always concerned about that student athlete because they're not used to being outside their craft or not having that for weeks or months or years on end. So they need to learn how to cope. So um, I think this can really help the athlete and help them become you know, better in their craft, but it also can just help them from a holistic well-being angle as well. Definitely. And, and I think not to get too far off track here, but you brought up some things that hit home with me. Like, so I wrote my thesis paper on mental health in college athletics and the fact that there is an increased risk among student athletes for mental health issues. And I'm not a doctor. I don't claim to be. I leave the, the health advice and the medical advice up to people who are much more qualified than I am. Um, but I do know this that there's a mental piece that goes with it when you're injured far beyond just the injury and what's going on with m missing time. And, you know, the social aspect, there's also a, an effect on your self-concept and an effect on your, your self-efficacy, because I know from experience to, to be somebody who your body typically responds the way you ask it to when you ask it to do it. So what I mean by that is prior to your knee injury, and I know prior to mine, when you want to put your foot in the ground and make a cut and go, your body does it. No questions asked, just do it. After that injury, it's coming to terms with, hey, maybe I'm not the player that I used to be. And maybe I'm, you know, what does that mean about me? What does that say about me? I know for me personally, a lot of my self-worth was wrapped up in my ability to play football and play at a high level. And when that was taken away, you know, it, it shook me. And you're like, I used to be able to do these things, you know, and you let, and you do, you start to, your mind starts to go and you start to spin, but I think counteracting it with things like self-affirmations and visualizations and understanding the whole picture and seeing the big picture, um, you can kind of reground yourself. Now, again, neither of us are suggesting that this is a, a substitute for, you know, mental, uh, mental health and, and sitting down with a mental health professional and talking these things out, but it's something that can add in the process, you know, and it's something that can, that can give you a little bit of more guidance because I know if maybe I would have put that stuff on paper and focused on some of the things that I still was instead of what I wasn't anymore, um, maybe things would have been a little bit different. Maybe not. I don't know, but I know that it probably would have helped me in some way. Um, so I, I think that's big, man. Let's, let's jump into some of this mental resiliency and daily structure stuff, because I, I think, this is another added bonus of journaling in general. Um, but talk about the importance of setting your intentions for the day. Like, what does that mean to you? Why is it important? How are you going to benefit from it? Uh, kind of go along those lines if you can. Yeah, no, and I think we talked about intentionality a little bit earlier, but to expand on it, um, I think it's just about you know, waking up. And, and I think it starts with the night before, honestly. Um, that's why we have a pre and a post game. And the last question in the post game is like, what do you look forward to tomorrow? So it already gets your brain thinking about the, the next day. Um, so, you know, fast forward into the morning when you wake up and you start journaling, you get a, a daily quote. Um, it kind of has you reflect, gets you out of your own mindset and, you know, something to build a foundation on your day. Then you think about affirmations, um, you think about goals and you're already visualizing. So 
within literally five minutes of waking up or after you do your shower, whenever you want to, you know, do the journal or set your intentionality, you've already, you know, quote unquote, won the day because you've thought about the day, you know, what's coming ahead and you're prepared. Um, and, and that's what it is. It's all about setting the foundation and getting you ready for success throughout your day because you've already visualized it. You already know your goals and you're ready. Um, it's like athletes, right? You know, they have practice, practice, practice all week leading up to the game because they want to know, you know, what their skill set is, you know, what the plays are, um, and they want to be ready for that moment. And for us, you know, no longer athletes, each moment, each day is our time to shine. So we got to get up and get ready to win the day. And it starts from the beginning and then it takes you to the end and the end is all about celebrating the small victories in your day, seeing what you've accomplished and looking forward to that day again. And it's a habitual cycle that you get in, but when things are going good and you're planning, you're prepping and you're being intentional, it's only going to lead to more success. Definitely. And it's almost like what Jocko Willing says with like discipline equals freedom. And there's so many people that go through life kind of in a fog and auto, auto, on autopilot um, where they're reacting you know, and they're reacting to everything that's going on. But if they had thought about the things that might come up the day before, and hey, these are the things that I need to attack tomorrow. As soon as you wake up in the morning, what's your what's your intention for the day? What are the things you got to have? Um, and that's, that's what I do. It's, it's been one of the things that I think has added to my ability to juggle multiple things is that I wake up in the morning and I make a list and it's called my gotta have it list. And these are things that I gotta have done. And I gotta be able to be, you know, be ready for, and I think if you can set that intention, like, hey, these are my my already, you know, kind of pre, pre-prescribed challenges, so to say, that I know I need to get through for today to consider today a win. And then from there, you can celebrate the small wins afterwards and you can celebrate the small wins in between. Like, hey, maybe I wanted to get this project done, but I got a call and it was an important meeting and it ended up leading to a sale or leading to a great conversation. That's still a small win to me. That's still a small win. And so I think it also gives you not just intention, but perspective. Um, And it allows you to start to see the bigger picture as we've talked about before. Um, And it kind of gets you out of that, that autopilot mentality that so many people live in where they just wake up and they go through their day and things happen to them versus them making things happen. And I think that's the difference between successful and unsuccessful people. If you want my honest opinion, this is me giving a Ted talk unsolicited. You're my captive audience right now. But I think it's a big difference between <laughs> successful and unsuccessful people. I love it. Your ability to do things versus letting things just happen to you and just reacting to them throughout the day. Like you have to have some concept of what you want to accomplish, how you're going to accomplish it and see the details. Like I, I call it living life in HD. Like when people, I joke about it and it's me being a clown, but it's also me being serious when people, Hey man, how do you do this, this, and this? I live life in HD. I, I try and see the details and things. I try and see the small wins, the big wins, the challenges. Okay. What's a potential thing that can trip me up tomorrow? Um, how do I handle it? What am I going to do to prepare for it? And a lot of times the answer is discipline. So if I know that something might come up, well, Hey, that means, you know, from my nine to 11 block, whatever I have from 9am to 11am, I got to be super disciplined and getting that stuff done because I know that the afternoon might turn into a little bit of a hurricane and I might have to, you know, kind of board up the windows and, and try and survive this thing. Well, then I better be super disciplined in the beginning so that I have the flexibility to do that in the afternoon and things like your journal and, and being able to set your intentions for the day um, are just going to create opportunities for you to be successful and create opportunities for you to find new opportunities after the ones that you've already kind of laid out. So I, I think that's a, 
a great jumping off point for you, man. And, and I'm, I'm super excited to see where the journal goes. I, I think there's a ton of potential there. Um, talk to me a little bit about as you, as you kind of, cause we keep saying pregame postgame. So just lay that out a little bit for people so that they can kind of visualize what you're talking about. And obviously all these things are on your website, but let's kind of paint the picture a little bit. So if we're talking pregame postgame, um, talk to me a little bit about what that looks like in the context of the journal. Yeah, no kitsch. Two things. Uh, one, your quote game's on fire today. I don't know where you pull these quotes out, but uh, they've been awesome so far. So you're right on point. Um, and two, as far as the pregame and postgame, uh, we kind of shaped it right as an athlete. You know, you have a pregame and postgame getting you ready and then reflecting. So when you start your day, you're starting it with the pregame and it has goal setting. It has intentionality. It has visualization and affirmations all wrapped up in it. And you do that right in the morning, right when you wake up and, you know, you attack the day. And then, you know, you obviously for an athlete, you go and play your game. So that's what, you know, the game of life is for someone who's utilizing this journal. You go and have your day, right? You, you take those habits, you take that foundation, you go into your day and then you come back at night, which is your post game. And that's when you're celebrating the, the small victories. That's when you're looking forward to tomorrow and you're signing off on the bottom because you're committing to it. That act of just signing and committing to your goals and to what you're forming is going to be a game changer for you. And ultimately we have game notes in the back, right? So you have the pregame, the post game, and then game notes. So if there's something going on, you know, you know, maybe you're not performing your basketball player and, you know, you can't hit your free throws and there's something going on, or maybe there's been a quarrel with a teammate and you, it's a sticking point and you need to write about it. So that's where you have the game notes to do some free flow journaling and to really express yourself in things that you're not going to get from the prompts or the form journaling that takes place on a daily basis. Love it, man. That makes so much sense to me too. Again, keeping people kind of not in the box, but giving you guidance and then also giving you that opportunity to, to go off the script a little bit um, and just write what you need to write and kind of get work some things out. Um, Cause everybody has that. Everybody has those moments where they need to work things out. You brought up another piece in there that I, I want to touch on because I think it's a great um, and I, I don't know that you did this intentionally or not, and you can fill me in on this, but it's a great concept in that signing off, right? When you put your name on something, psychology shows you are so much more likely to follow through with it and continue to be habitual about it because there's just something about that contract between you and you um, that means something. And I, and I think sometimes, um, not sometimes, a lot of times, people start to backslide on habits and building better habits and making better decisions because they don't have trust in themselves to keep a promise they made to themselves. And I know that kind of sounds like a, a, a verbal you know, kind of conundrum, but it's serious. Like if you can't keep a promise to yourself, if you can't sign your name on something and keep that promise to yourself, it affects your self-concept. It affects your ability to believe in yourself long-term. If you're like, hey, and that's, and I think that's a lot of times like people that want to lose weight, right? If they say, I'm, I'm going to eat salads, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And then five days later, they mess up. Well, you just broke a promise to yourself and that weighs on you. It weighs on you the same way it would weigh on you if you broke a promise to somebody else. So I think setting yourself up for success by building that skill and building confidence in yourself, like, hey, I signed off on this seven of the last 10 days that I met my goals and that I did what I wanted to do, that builds confidence. And now you start to feel like, hey, I can keep a promise to myself. I can build habits. I can do things the right way. I can follow through. And follow through is something that's going to build your self-efficacy more so than a lot of other things, just doing it consistently. 
Um, so I love that. And then you have an added piece in there that I want to dive into because I think this is another benefit um, and what makes kind of this journal a little bit different. Talk to me about the accountability partner piece and, and what your thought process was with introducing that and where you'd like to see that go with people that use the journal. You touched on two things that I want to expand on. Um, first of all, you talked about seven out of 10 days building efficacy, and, and that's great. But the three days, right? There was three days you didn't write it. You're going to fail. You're a human being. There's going to be times where life gets away, and that's okay. And that's why the journal's undated, right? Because we don't want you to beat yourself up if you didn't get one day. Uh, we want you to celebrate those seven days out of the 10 that you got. And then as far as the, you know, signing off on it, um, you know, that was intentional. Every part of this journal was intentionally created through either research looking at other journals or through focus groups with coaches and student athletes to see what they wanted in this journal. So this journal was scientifically created and the, you know, the psychology you mentioned prior about the intention of signing your name to it. You know, we have a portion of the journal in the beginning called the science and that is actual science and research and explains how this journal was created and the foundation of the journal. But uh, moving back on to accountability, uh, you know, we're all human beings. We all need mentors. We need guides. There's, you know, we weren't created to just live life by ourselves. So we need someone to keep us accountable. So there's a section in the beginning that is like a written contract um, that talks about how you commit to the journal, but also with it, um, there's a space to add an accountability partner. And whether that's a teammate, a coach, a parent, a friend, whoever that person may be, it's someone you want to have in your corner that's supportive, that wants to see you successful, um, is going to understand there's going to be hurdles or humps in the way, but is going to push you to commit to this journal and to just be better on and off the field. Definitely. And, and creating that environment within a team, if you can get multiple people on a team that are um, you know, working through a similar project like this journal and are able to hold each other accountable at a level of you know, truth and, and honesty and not judgment, like, not like, Hey, you didn't do your journal. You suck, but Hey man, did you do your journal today? Oh, good. Awesome. Me too. I'm doing mine right now. Like those little things, those are again, touch points that create a culture. So it's bigger than just the individual that's doing the journal. Yes. There's benefits obviously from being held accountable by other people, but there's also a level of trust that's being built because now you're showing them again, going back to that follow through thing. Like, Hey, we said we were going to do this. I'm following through on my end. And now we're raising everybody like it's like a rising tide, you know, raises all ships. Right. So it's it's a big deal. And, and I think the way that you framed it in the journal is kind of unique in the sense that you're not looking for somebody that has to like proofread it and read over your shoulder. But it's just a hey, did I do it? Am I am I following through with some of the things that I said I would? Um, and in my own life and, and in my, you know, teaching now, when I, when I consult with, with teams and companies and, and I'm around people, I say, Hey, you have to have green light people in your life. You have to have people who have the ability and you verbalize, you give them the authority to hold you accountable to things. And you give them the authority to give you feedback, even when you don't want to hear it. Um, and, I, and I think teaching that skill set early is something that's going to benefit so many people because a lot of us are quick to give feedback not so quick to receive it. Right. But we always, and, and I say this, if people are upset about receiving feedback or being held accountable for things or, or whatever, you know, I joke about the doctor, right? When I go to the doctor, I don't punch him in the face when he tells me I have a sinus infection, right? I don't punch him in the face for being honest with me and giving me the feedback that I, that I need to hear. So why do we do it with other people? Why do we get so defensive? Why do we go down this rabbit hole? And I, and I know I'm on a tangent right now, but it's, it's part of this. So I think 
the added skill bonus here of the journal is learning to receive feedback and learning to be held accountable and holding yourself accountable, but also allowing others to hold you accountable to that same goal. And, and you can expand on that if you'd like to. Yeah, I think going back to your, your talk about, hey, it, it's not the negative um, about, hey, did you did you, you didn't do your journal? No. Um, it's more about like a rising tide lifts all boats, right? So I know you're a football player, kids, right? We got offensive linemen and a quarterback, right? If they're holding each other accountable off the field and just checking in, pushing each other to be better, you know, when the game's on the line in the fourth quarter and you have the game-winning drive, that offensive lineman and that quarterback is going to have a next level of trust because they already know that they're committed to each other off the field and that trust is going to resonate to on the field. Um, so it, it's just those extra dynamics that come in and we have different ways of implementing journals with the team, you know, for those people that, you know, want to have the coach involved, we can, there can be one-on-ones. Um, if it's truly pure accountability, it could be, you know, two teammates or, you know, some individuals don't feel comfortable, you know, having those vulnerable conversations. So you could do it in like a web-based platform where they're, you're, you know, just posting it because this generation is just so used to social media and electronic communication. There's other forums to make this successful. Um, so it can help your team on and off the field. Definitely, man. And, and I think the cool thing about this, and, and we'll, we'll wrap up um, here in a minute, I want to hit you with some wildcard questions, but, but I think the cool thing about what you're doing is it's not just addressing individuals. It's addressing culture. It's addressing leadership. It's addressing accountability. It's addressing all these buzzwords that we throw around um, in, in athletics and, this is a way to step up and start doing something about it. And so I applaud you for, for putting yourself out there and, and building this thing um, and seeing a need and trying to fill it with something that builds a habit that is a lifelong beneficial habit to have, which is journaling and self-reflection um, and self-affirmation, doing some positive self-talk and, and taking leveraging the positive psychology that's available to us. Um, so I, I applaud you a bunch, man. We're, we're going to shift gears here because I want to be cognizant of your time. Um, We'll hit you with some wild cards. First thing that comes to your mind, man, just let it rip. Um, so first one is, what does the word legacy mean to you? I think legacy means significance over success, right? Um, it's ultimately, you know, raising up the next generation of leaders. We don't live for ourselves. We live for those around us. Um, as a father, I think about this for my kids. I just want to give them the best life. I want them to not struggle. You know, everybody's going to always struggle. I should, shouldn't say that, but I, I want them to have every opportunity to succeed more opportunities than I had. And, you know, ultimately want to leave this world a better place than I came into it. Definitely. That's, that's unbelievable. That's awesome, man. I, I love that. What's the best piece of leadership advice you've ever received? Yeah. So education has always been super important to me. Uh, my parents both went to college, but never finished. So they always drilled education into me. Um, I think it was actually Condoleezza Rice at an NCAA convention mentioned this, and it was education is the key to breaking barriers. Uh, so I, I think it's just so awesome, you know, in the classroom, we can just become just another person. And if we continue to chase our education, our passion is our education. Um, and even if it's not going back for advanced degrees, but just being a lifelong learner and wanting to make yourself better. Um, I, I just think you just got to get 1% better each day and education can open those doors. Definitely. If you, if you weren't in your current role, what would you be doing? Yeah, so I think uh, I would either be a professor or a pastor, something that would be impacting lives 
and just helping people grow. All right. Well, BJ, I appreciate you, man. You've answered all these questions. You've killed it. I'm, I'm super fired up to get people in the loop about this journal a little bit. Um, if there's any social media plugs you want to do, go ahead and do so. And then obviously we'll link up um, the, the journal and, and winning the mental game on in the show notes. Make sure that that's available to people and, and we'll close it out here, brother. Awesome. Uh, before I get into the social media, I just want to thank you. I've had a blast, man. This has been fun. Hopefully Susquehanna Athletics sees this and is proud of uh, two of their former Crusader athletes, uh, now Riverhawks these days, right? Uh, but this has been really cool and just want to reiterate, uh, you're doing amazing stuff and I'm a big fan and a big follower of you. Um, how to find us is, is winthementalgame.com. Um, you can find us at win mental game on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and then you can find myself, you know, BJ Merriam on, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, feel free to reach out, always willing to help that next generation of leaders and, uh, looking forward to, uh, hearing this and just, you know, uh, how we can impact others. Awesome. Thanks so much, BJ. And, and for anyone listening here, guys, BJ was kind enough to offer a discount for anybody that wants to use it. So if you guys go to win the mental game, um, purchase a journal or purchase a bulk order, whatever it may be, use the code edge 20 and you'll go ahead and get a nice little discount on that. Um, and I, I support this thing, man. I think this is an excellent tool for people um, looking to get into journaling. I think if you don't know where to start, this is where you start um, because it's something that is going to give you guidance and give you kind of the, the bumpers and, and the opportunity to be successful in it. Um, so I can't thank BJ enough for bringing this to my attention and being willing to share his story um, and kind of connect with us. So BJ, thanks again, brother. And as always, leaders are built.